In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. The gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good News for the City the broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales. I'm the lead pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, and I have the privilege of co-hosting this show most every other time with my partner, Dennis William, Director of Ministry Relations at WAVA. During the month of August, though, Dennis has taken some well-deserved time off, so I find myself hosting this by myself But even though I'm by myself, nothing is going to change about the purpose of this show, and that is to remind people over and over again about the importance of the gospel. And as we look in Scripture and we talk about the gospel, we also understand that there is a call for us as believers to go into all the world, to make disciples, to share the truth about this gospel. In fact, as strange as it may seem sometimes— God chooses to use his people like me, like you, who are far from perfect, to communicate his perfect message, to be evangelists in many ways. And at Waven and One Heart DC, we are passionate about communicating that truth and allow the gospel to saturate into this area here in Washington, DC, but not just in Washington, DC, to go beyond. And joining us today is someone who is just as passionate about this idea of the truth of the gospel and evangelizing and telling the world that the answer doesn't lie in any other place than Jesus Christ, no matter what the question might be. And so I have a chance to uh, welcome onto the show today, uh, Lou Enough. Lou, thanks for being on the show today. My pleasure. Well, hopefully one of the things I often say to guests, they often start saying my pleasure. Hopefully they'll think it's a pleasure when we're done. Uh, But I've enjoyed just getting a chance to know you a little bit already offline Here, Lou, for those who don't know, is president and chairman of the Board of Christian Farmers Outreach and is a ministry dedicated to this idea of telling the truth about who Jesus Christ is, the gospel, evangelism. And so uh, for our listeners here, Lou, before we sort of dive into some of the things that you do, for those of us who may not be familiar with Christian Farmers Outreach, can you explain uh, what Christian Farmers Outreach is, who you are, and, and what you actually do? Sure. Thank you. We are a 501c3 corporation, not-for-profit Christian ministry, located in Hampstead, Maryland, Mm -hmm. founded in 1987. And what we do is we uh, promote the presentation of a personal presentation of the gospel to as many people as we can around the world. We do it ourselves as a board, a board of interdenominational board of men and women, who are all uh, volunteers, and we use volunteers all over the world. We have one part-time employee who helps keep our office together. Other than that, we're all volunteers, and we depend on uh, people who give us donations and churches that support us in our evangelistic efforts. So from our area here in Maryland, we attend state fairs, county fairs, and any other organization that has a public gathering where there are lots of people and we rent a booth and we offer a free gift to anyone who will listen to a 
five to 10 minute present, personal presentation of the gospel. So we put up a sign, free gift with a message. And we rent the booth and we staff it with volunteers who are, we, we are willing to train. And we use a uh, variation of the wordless book, which is uh, our founder has put a bracelet together, which is a rawhide with now the five different colors that are used, present the gospel. We have our own track that we use that gives the, uh, vari the various Bible quotes that we hand to the person so they can follow along and they can take with them when we finish. And uh, so we, we do that in about 50 events that range from State Fair in North Carolina, which is one of the big, the one in Raleigh is one of our biggest events. Uh, State Fair in Maryland, State Fair in Ohio, State Fair in Pennsylvania. No, I'm sorry. The York Fair in Pennsylvania. They don't have a state fair any longer. But we, yeah. we kind of supervise those events here. Our goal is to turn that over to local people as yeah. we're, we're gaining, we're being asked to do more and more. And we want to go wherever we're invited. Well, long time listeners of the show will know that not only just me, but uh, Pastor Dennis, who's my co host, is usually here. We're Ohio boys. That's kind of where we're from. So when, uh, when we think about farming and that sort of stuff, we have a, a very specific idea. Maybe it's dairy cows, maybe it's meat cows, maybe it's corn, maybe it's soy, maybe it's hay. And I think at first when someone may look at the name of your organization, Christian Farmers Outreach, and then just listening to what you just said, they may not be able to make that sort of connection. Like, why are you called Christian Farmers Outreach? And this is what you do. Tell us a little bit about how that ministry that you have, that we're going to dig into a little bit more, talking about the wordless bracelet and other things in a few moments, how that began. Okay, it all started with a farmer who was a part of an organization called the Christian Fellowship, the Fellowship of Christian Farmers, okay? Mm -hmm. Organization founded by a group of soybean farmers in one of their conventions. The, the story goes that uh, some of the fellows who were Christians there, instead of going out drinking after the convention, they decided to have a prayer meeting. Yeah. And out of that grew this organization called the Fellowship of Christian Farmers. And they did uh, work with farm families in the U.S. and internationally, helping them in, in uh, technical ways and including in everything they did a presentation of the gospel. Well, Wilson Lippi, who was our founder and president for years, he, he was a part of that. He had been a Gideon. He, he really, and was a very successful farmer. The Lippi brothers are one of the biggest farming operations on the East Coast. But Wilson, after he got into it for a few years, decided that he wanted to focus on the gospel only. And so he, uh, the, the fellowship, wanted to continue doing all the things they were doing. And so he created a separate organization in 1987 called the Christian Farmers Outreach. And, be, and started to use the bracelet and the track to, to minister in state fairs, county fairs, agriculture related. But that soon caught on and we were requested to do other things. Right. So today, the gospel that we, we present the gospel in more non-farm events probably than farm events, but we still do all the farm events. We still you know, have a, a love for farmers. And so we say, we farm for souls. Yeah, we I like that. And we farm for souls. When people say, what kind of farming do you do? There you go. We get a lot of farm. We, we have a lot of farmers who support us, and we love farmers. And being close to the ground is a great thing. Mm -hmm. But we know the gospel needs to go. Farmers feed the world. So we tried to 
feed the world the gospel. That's right. Now, you've talked about already the importance of, of not just you guys doing your organization, but as you continue to grow in the purpose of the gospel to, to reach all the places that the world that God wants to reach, is partnerships uh, with churches specifically. How do you partner with churches in this mission? Well, we go, uh, we communicate with churches. We ask them to uh, open the doors for us to come in and show people how they can share the gospel very simply using our materials. And then we recruit volunteers from there. And we let the churches know we're there to support them. We talk to people. We present the gospel to people. We're blessed that many people receive Christ in those meetings, but they need to be followed up. So what we do is we give them a book from the Graham Association that gives them a start. And we say, you got to get into a Bible-believing church if you're not in one. And uh, you, we give them a card where they can call the Graham people, and find a church if they don't know one. We don't want to focus on being from one church. We're in a, any Bible-believing church we want to support. And we try to lo locate those churches, get volunteers from there, because the discipleship is up to the church. We can't disciple. Well, one of the things we talk about often on the show is that, that God has designed this body, uh, all of us, to, to do different parts. And it's, it's in the scriptures, right? First Corinthians talks about this idea that we all have a different role and that, that we are to, to work together. And that's the part of that you're highlighting there, working the parachurch ministry uh, with the local church and how they both do their parts. But one of the interesting things that I just heard you say was this idea that you train and prepare people how to communicate and to preach, so to speak, the truth about who Jesus is, the gospel. And, and maybe my experience may be different than yours, but I, I'm going to guess it's probably similar. That one of the things that often happens when people think about this idea of sharing their faith, that's what evangelism is, telling the truth about who Jesus is, it can often seem intimidating, either from some issues they have themselves or even the enemy whispering in their ear going, you can't do this, you can't communicate it, it's overcomplicated, or you're going to mess something up. There's a whole list of things uh, that can happen. But one of the things that you use uh, as you go all over the country, as you've mentioned already, you know, North Carolina, Ohio, Maryland, and, and, and many other places, you know, probably even around the world to where this message of the beads that I want to talk about now has, has connected. In fact, before we even got on air, uh, you asked me if I knew about it. And I said, absolutely. I'd use those types of bracelets overseas in some missions trips. So I can tell you later on some of the places maybe in the world that message has reached that you didn't even know. Uh, because of that, but you train people through the message of the beads, uh, a very uh, non-complicated, very clear, though, understanding of the gospel and what it means. Talk about that, if you would. Sure. It's a very straightforward presentation where we focus on the, the five beads that are various colors to say that we start out with asking people if they want to go to heaven, if they're, and then we ask them to find out where they stand. Are you going to heaven? Mm -hmm. And they answer that, and the way they answer that depends on what we go to next. And if we go to the next beat, it's a dark beat. And we said, what keeps us out of heaven, it keeps everybody out of heaven, is this dark thing called sin. And the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And yeah. we go through the presentation there, there's only one way to get rid of that sin. The Bible tells us that without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. And so we say, Someone had to shed blood for that. And most people know, most people answer the question, you say, are you going to heaven? I would say 75% of people say, I hope so. Yeah. And that's a good lead in. And we say, well, gee, 
We hope you're going to, and the Bible says you can know. And we're here to tell you what the Bible says. We're, we're not going to tell you what a denomination says, but if a denomination believes in the Bible, they believe the same thing we believe. And that is, there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And that's the, the second bead. And the Bible tells us that if we accept that freely and repent of our sins, then we're cleansed. And the third bead makes it white as snow. Yeah. says we're cleansed. And then the, the last bead is green for growth. And, and that growth it tells us on the back of the track uh, that we give them to take home with them. You need to get a Bible and read it daily. You need to talk to God in prayer every day. You need to tell others about Jesus. You need to participate in a church where Jesus Christ is preached. Yeah. And we have them sign that and date it and keep it. Mm. And we say, keep it in your Bible. So it's a reminder that on this day, you said that you were trusting Christ and, and keep it as a reminder. And we've, we found that it's been very effective. Uh, the Lord has blessed that. We've, we've had people who have called us after five years and say, you know, I can, I can remember just a few months ago, a guy from uh, somewhere in England called in and he said, you know, I prayed with one of your people five years ago. He said, I was an alcoholic and I prayed and I stayed with that and I was going to church for about a year and then my dad died and I fell off the wagon. And I've been, I've been drinking, I've been off, I haven't been going to church, but I came home and I found that track. <clears throat> and I read it again and I said, I need to get back in church. And I'm calling you to ask you, where's the church I can go to in? Yeah. I don't remember the town. So okay. it's yeah. a good reminder. And we tell them it's also a reminder that there's an evil one. And he's going yeah. to come yeah. tell you, you're not going to heaven. Don't believe that stuff. And you can put it up and say, I got it in writing here. Yeah. Yes, leave me alone in the scripture that says yeah. if you yeah. resist him, we'll leave you alone. So that's and, that's yeah, our for, for more of that story to hear more. You know, if you're listening right now, you can uh, go to the website christianfarmers.com and, and there's there's that history of the beads that maybe uh, if you've been around church or even in Jehovah organization for time, maybe you've heard of the term the wordless book. Uh, the beads are, are very you know similar to that. It's uh, that, and one of the great things, it, just in my own personal experience, is. is I used to wear that bracelet around myself, and it'd be amazed how many how many people would just come and ask me about what does that mean, and I'm like, you have five minutes. I'm happy to tell you what it means. You know uh, that many times the bracelet itself invites conversation about Jesus instead of you having to initiate conversations about Jesus. And and just as an example that you just gave there, Lou, about a hearing from someone from England that. The reach of this organization isn't just the United States or isn't just Maryland or maybe the Eastern coast, a little bit of the Midwest. Uh, can you talk about maybe a, another story? Because that's something that we really love here at One Heart DC. And, and we love when we look at, at, we do this good news for the city show, talking about stories of impact. Uh, maybe yes. someone else in that way. Sure. We, we have, uh, as this uh, message caught on locally, people picked it up. And so now our materials go out in all 50 states, 101 countries, and we try to get testimonies back from people who use that material, and we publish that in a magazine once a year. And by the way, the beads on the, uh, on the rawhide are strung by volunteers, mm. and they're mostly, to coin a phrase, little old ladies around uh, Pennsylvania and Maryland. And, and when they string these beads, most of them pray over every bead. Mm. And we tell them, you don't know where this 
is going to reach. It may reach a child in Kenya. It may reach uh, an, an elderly person in South America because 101 countries, there are churches, missionaries uh, using our materials. We give it free to any church that will use it to present the gospel personally. We yeah, believe yeah. you shouldn't just give this to somebody and say, go read a book. Uh, we, we, requ we request that you get our material. We don't charge for it. We give it away. The Lord blesses us with people who do it, and we put it together in, in an economical fashion. But we say you need to give them a personal presentation. And like you say, some people get afraid to do that. And this is a tool that makes it easy. And once a person does that, you've experienced that. Once you share with somebody and they receive Christ, there's no better incentive to do it again. Yeah. And, you know, I want to I want to talk about that. Once you share someone received Christ, I think there's there's a really easy mistake that we can make as believers. And maybe you've experienced this. Uh, and to use a farming analogy, we were talking about just a little bit earlier before, again, we got on air, is that we as farmers in real life, we can't bring rain. We can't control that. Right. Yeah. But we can do everything to prepare the soil, to prepare the ground, to do all that source so that when the rain comes, the growth of whatever was planted grows. And I think a lot of times people think about evangelism and they think it's their job, their job to make sure that someone accepts the truth of the gospel. Right. That isn't our job. No, you're absolutely How would you right. encourage someone who struggles with that? Like, well, I shared my faith five times, six times, whatever they want to say, and they didn't see anyone come to know Jesus. How would you encourage them? Well, what happens is you say, you know, it's our job, as you say, there are different duties, the body of Christ, different angle, different people have different jobs. Our job is to sow the seed. Sometimes we are the ones who get to harvest the seed that's already been sowed. You know, people say, well, I, this person's gone to that church for all these years and never heard the gospel. Well, they might not have heard the gospel. That doesn't mean the gospel wasn't being preached. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. saying every church preaches the gospel and you want to be in one that does. But I know personally uh, I, I remember I didn't get saved until I was 31 years old. And I, when I got saved, I was back home, and my, my mother introduced me to this fellow. Who, she said, he's coming to fix the furnace. He was a kid I went to school with. She said, he's an elder in his church. So I talked to John. I said, John, did you know Christ when we were kids? He said, yeah. I said, well, why wouldn't you tell me about it? He said, I was telling you, you wouldn't listen. Okay, that's what happens. Sometimes a person's sitting in church and they hear that gospel, but it, the, the scripture says some of the seed gets sowed and the devil comes and takes it away. I think that's some good reminders and some good freedoms for those people who may be listening who, who have that chance to say, I know that Jesus uh, loves me and loves other people and that in that love, he's asked me to share my faith, right? Right. Um, but in doing it, I just feel like, oh, I don't know how to do it or I'll do it right both, you know, the bracelet helps in simplicity, but also in understanding that our job is to sow seeds. It isn't, we can't bring the rain. We, we can't do all of that. And I think that's really definitely sometimes, and, and I love some of the stories that I know that you have around this idea that sometimes we get really discouraged yeah. in sharing our faith, especially if we don't see immediate results from the work. Right. Like I, I've done this. I know in my own church, I've heard people tell stories of like, I've been praying and sharing with someone and they will they will give a story of decades in someone's life and they become discouraged. Do you have a story that maybe you would like to share with people where you planted the seed, just like you said, but man, there was, there was a good amount of time, so to speak, before the rain came 
and, and you and you saw it grow and you saw the change happen. Two two stories come to mind. One overseas, I was overseas and we were in a conference in Budapest, and uh, there was a young lady in the booth next to me, and I was coming back and she said, "Are you using the beads to share the gospel?" And I said, "Yes." And she was from Russia. And she said, I have a story about the beads. Would you like to hear it? And I said, I sure would. She told me when she was a kid growing up, she was in a communist city and she went to summer camp in the communist camp. And when she went out on the sidewalk at break time, there was a missionary there from Finland who gave her a bracelet, told her about Christ. And when she went back home, uh, she, she told her mother about it. Don't worry about it. But she found out that they had a summer camp with those bracelet people. And she went and learned. She was the youth leader of her church outside of Moscow now, 25 mm. years old, on fire for the Lord. Now, that missionary, it just so happened, moved to Baltimore, and I was able to share that story with her. She didn't know that. Sure. You know, yeah. so it gets back somehow. It's a, it's a beautiful thing when you hear that. And sometimes we get to reap that, as I say. A person's been sitting in church and they've heard it, but they've never quite grasped it and been challenged to make a decision. And they come in and they, you tell them all these things. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Well, have you ever prayed to receive Christ and given your and repented of your sins and let Christ? And we get that blessing of being able to do that. And that's a good reminder that uh, the word of God never returns void. That's what he tells us, right? We may not see it, but it is working. Now, for someone who's been listening and they're like, hey, I really like this. And, and I know I can go to ChristianFarmers.com and, and I can do that. But maybe they're looking to get involved as a church or as an individual partner and volunteer. What would you be looking for uh, in that way? A number of things. One, churches to partner with us and we can come and present what we do. Two, if they have some volunteers that they would like to have. Normally what happens is a person from the church volunteers with us and then goes back and gets his church on fire. So we'll, we'll be glad to come and do a presentation of how to do the, how to present the gospel. We're doing it because we want people to hear the gospel. The materials are free. Church can call us, ask us to come there. They can ask for the materials, and we'll talk through them and, and get them to them. So uh, just call, give us a call. Send us an email. That's the best sure. way because we don't have a fully staffed office. We don't answer the phone every day. We have a phone. If you leave a message, we'll get back to you. But it's better if you send us an email. We can. Yeah. And they can find all that information they need at www.christianfarmers.com? Yes. And Wonderful. Now, one last thing uh, before uh, we, we head out and end this episode today. How have you guys been affected by COVID-19? Have you still been able to uh, get We've been shut minutes? down. We've been shut down. We haven't been done anything since March. And just yesterday, I got word that the North Carolina State Fair in October is canceled. That's the, kind of the last event of our season. Mm-hmm. But the Lord is still working, and we, we've we've been actually we've got a ministry now on Guam that started here during this COVID thing, and I yeah. I can't tell you the story; it's just too long. But just let me say, what I found is, if we follow the Lord and pray about what we do, He takes care of it, and we get the blessing for it. You know? Amen. So here, pray for us. That's what I would say. I think COVID-19 has done so many uh, uh, challenging things to so many people, whether uh, it's people uh, like you, uh, Lou, in the ministry, or whether it's some other way. But it's also brought up this idea again and again and again that we serve a really big God. And that even in the midst of a pandemic and things that we can't understand, he still sits on the throne. He's still in control. 
and he's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. So, Lou, Amen. thanks for joining us today on the show. If you've been listening today, whether you're listening right here on the radio or listen later on on a podcast, I just want to thank you as well. And, and I want you to really take in uh, what uh, we've been challenged by today by Lou Enoff, is that is that sharing the truth of the gospel doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be intimidating. In fact, there are ways that can we do it. I do encourage you uh, to take a look at christianfarmers.com and how they can walk alongside. And, and to remember that as you go forward, you're sharing the greatest message in the world. It's what we call the show. It is the good news, the good news about Jesus Christ and how he can change everything. And that as we as a people, if we do come together and we share that good news in passionate evangelical ways, evangelical, evangelistic ways is what I'm trying to say, we can make a difference in the world and right here in the Washington metro area. So as you go and live your life today and understand what Jesus is saying to you, can you remember something that Lou would want you to know, something that I want you to know, something that Dennis would want you to know, what we say every week on the show, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.